We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is July 27th, 2020, and if you're listening or watching, you are listening or watching to the Marcelin Brothers Podcast. We have another awesome show. Um, as you can see, it is me, myself, and I, but that's all right because we've got some interesting stories to talk about. But before then, I just wanted to ask you guys, what's going on? How have things been since the last time we've talked? It's been about a couple of weeks. I think the last time that we spoke, um, we I just had the wonderful opportunity to share with the world that my second daughter was born and... The fact that today is the 27th of July means that she is a little over a month old now. I cannot believe that a month has passed by and Amelia is doing wonderfully. Mom is doing wonderful. Ophelia is doing wonderful. It's just an awesome, awesome time over at the Marcelin household. So what I've been doing these last couple of weeks, really, I guess this last month really has been, you know, I've, I've had an opportunity to have some paternity leave, which was very nice. And and it's it's one of those things where being able to build that family unit is so important, especially in the beginning. And it's been an awesome month. I've been able to watch my daughter get to know my other daughter. And it's just so interesting because for the longest, Ophelia always saw Amelia in quote-unquote mommy's belly. And I was very interested just to see how that whole transition would go because having to share with a two-year-old that you have a little sister and and trying to explain to her that you know all of a sudden from not seeing anything to seeing a baby in quote-unquote mommy's belly to all of a sudden seeing a baby alive it's one of those things where she I guess she has a vivid imagination and it's one of those things where she just accepted it and Amelia is a part of our lives and Ophelia is the big sister and she's doing a great job playing that role. So it's been an awesome time for us to be able to have that bonding time and just for Lee and I just to watch our two daughters grow. So it's been a really awesome month, but all good things must come to an end. Paternity leave is about to finish, and it's about time for me to get back to work. So hopefully I know how to log back into the computer, and I hope I understand what work is all about because I've had a different type of work. You know, the work that I've been involved with is waking up at all hours of the night, whether it's tending to Ophelia. Yes, Ophelia, because she's she's going through some, some night stuff right now, or tending to Amelia. You know, that's been my primary job, and that's been a very fulfilling and I'm having to transition that to going back into the workforce so I'll be back in a couple of days and I'm sure it'll be quite an adjustment to get away from the family it'll be tough but you know all good things do come to an end but the beautiful part about it is work is only a finite amount of time and I'll be able to go back home and see the family again so we've had that going on and five-year anniversary so you know 7 25 15 was the date and we were able to celebrate our five-year anniversary this past 
weekend. So Month of July is always special for us because, you know, we've got that anniversary in with one of my daughters being born in June and the other one in August, just the summer in general, there's always something to celebrate. So it's definitely been a good month off. <sighs> Time to be a big boy and go back to work. But hey, that's what we got to do. What we got to do. We got to get back to reality. So what are we going to be talking about today? So we're going to be doing a sports story. We haven't done a sports story in a little while. So it's one of those stories where it's going to involve sports and coronavirus altogether. And it actually does hit home as in south florida so without me just trying to explain it why don't we just read it so the name of the article is some mlb games postponed after marlin's coronavirus outbreak this is a story that was featured over in espn and i'm sure and some of this information is probably all over CNN and some of the other news headlines. But I think the story is interesting because, one, you know, we're looking at coronavirus, which is something that is on all of our minds. Two, we're looking at opening up sports again and trying to see, is this really going to be able to happen? And three, now this is in South Florida. And as we know that as of these last month, probably, I would say is that we in south florida are deemed as the hot spot so let's see what the story is about and i'd like to get some of your guys' viewpoints after we share the stories so major league baseball has postponed two games scheduled for monday night and one for tuesday because of a coronavirus outbreak among the miami marlins both games of the marlins opening series against the baltimore orioles are off as is monday's philadelphia's home game against the new york yankees Miami just completed the series in Philadelphia and seven more players and two coaches with the Marlins tested positive for the coronavirus. An outbreak has spread throughout their clubhouse and brought the total cases in recent days to at least 13. Sources familiar with the situation told ESPN's Jeff Passan and Jesse Rogers. After getting the results of Monday's round of tests, the Marlins, who have tested negative, will go straight from Philadelphia to Baltimore by bus where there are scheduled games Wednesday and Thursday against the Orioles, who are leaving Miami on Monday night. MLB said Monday's games were postponed while the league conducts more testing. Commissioner Rob Manfred later confirmed Tuesday's Marlins game was off in an interview on MLB Network. The members of the Marlins traveling party are self-quarantining in place while awaiting the outcome of those results, MLB said in a statement. Major League Baseball has been coordinating with the Major League Baseball's Players Association, the Marlins, the Orioles, the Marlins' weekend opponent, the Phillies, and club medical staffs, and will continue to provide updates as appropriate. The Marlins also released a statement on behalf of CEO Derek Jeter. The health of our players and staff has been and will continue to be our primary focus as we navigate through these uncharted waters, he said. After a successful spring 2.0, we have now have young experience challenges once we went on the road and left Miami. Postponing tonight's home opener was the correct decision to ensure that we take a collective pause and try to properly grasp the totality of the situation. An MLB source told ESPN's Pedro Gomez that the league is strongly considered calling out Tuesday's Phillies-Yankees game as well. This would allow the Yankees to get out of Philadelphia and return home. The same clubs are scheduled to play in the Bronx on Wednesday and Thursday. Before Monday's Yankees-Phillies game was postponed, the Yankees were informed that the visitors' clubhouse had been completely disinfected several times, sources told ESPN's Marley Rivera. The Yankees also brought their own clubhouse personnel from New York to work the game, but those actions don't appear to have been enough. 
On Sunday, four Marlins players tested positive for the coronavirus, including that day's starting pitcher, Jose Urena, according to sources familiar with the situation, leading the team to delay its post-game trip home amid concerns about a possible outbreak. The Marlins were already going to be without the services of Urena, catcher Jorge Alfaro, who was placed on the injured list before the season opener on Friday, infielder Gary Cooper, and outfielder Harold Ramirez. The Marlins made some moves Monday to shore up their roster, claiming right-handed pitcher Justin Schaefer and left-handed Josh Smith off waivers from Cincinnati. They placed Cooper, Ramirez, and Urena on the injured list. It is unclear whether the Marlins received the last positive test results. Some players texted one another about the team's health issues before Sunday's game, but there was no talk of declining to play, short top, Miguel Rojas said. That was never our mentality, Rojas said. We knew we could. this could happen at some point. We came to the ballpark ready to play, said manager Dom Mattingly. It is fair to say guys are concerned about things. They want how they're feeling to be the situation to be heard. I think it's fair. We're talking about health. Before Marlins' opening series in Philadelphia, the team played an exhibition game in Atlanta on Wednesday. It's also possible that the infections occurred there. This information was from the Associated Press was used in the report. So, this is what the situation is. There's a lot of things that I want to talk about in this story, and we're just going to start off from the top. So, we're in sports. We haven't had sports for close to four months. You know, I remember when the NCAA basketball tournament ended up being done for men's and women's. Remember when NBA was closed and they stopped doing things. And then from that point forward, all the other professional sports teams started doing the same thing. Soccer ended. So for a period of three or four months, we had no sports. We had everything going on with you know the world closing down. Let's just flatten the curve let's try to get back to a situation where we can get to a point where we can get some sort of normalcy again and we can open up and let's start doing sports we talked about maybe a couple of months ago two or three months ago we talked about how the Bundesliga the German league first started opening up their soccer and then after that then we had different soccer teams open up but and then eventually we had the MLS, the Major League Soccer team, down in the United States open up. But I would say that none of the big three sports in America have opened up, which is football, basketball, and baseball. And, you know, we've been getting excited because we've had some sports opening up, but, you know, the MLB was going to be that first major league american team that actually started playing so all eyes were pretty much on the mlb to see how the situation would go mlb is trying to play we've got the nba who's in the process of starting up their games they'll be starting up this weekend and then nfl their season doesn't start until the end of the summer so mlb comes out and each of these sports they have different ways of doing things i would say that you know MLB essentially is going to do more testing, but they're still traveling. They're still having teams go from location to location, and they're just being stringent as far as being te- having testing and temperature monitoring just to make sure people are okay. The basketball, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in detail when we have our basketball series, but the basketball and the NBA has a totally different process of what they're trying to do. And it's similar to what the MLS was doing. So they're having this bubble 
situation where they're going to have all the teams who are going to be involved in playing in the rest of the NBA. They're going to be essentially living in a bubble in Orlando. Once you're in the bubble, you can't leave the bubble. If you leave the bubble, then you have to be quarantined for a certain amount of days. And then after that, then you'll be able to play. And then NFL, I think, is doing stuff similar to the MLB where teams are going to have to travel to different areas of the country. So this was going to be an opportunity for us just to see how the different sports commissioners are handling how they want to be able to do their actual sports. And I mean, even before we talk about why MLB, this whole outbreak is so important, you know, MLS did, like I said before, have their season start. They had the MLS's back tournament. And what we ended up seeing there is we ended up having two teams in the MLS not be able to participate in that tournament. There was the there was a couple of teams and I think it was the Dallas, the FC Dallas team. They were one of the teams that weren't able to play and then I believe the Nashville SC team was not being able to play. But they were already in the bubble and since they had team members who weren't able to play, they just didn't, they just couldn't participate in this tournament. Now, one thing to note is this is a tournament. The tournament is going to be a lot different than the actual regular season, and it's going to be different than you know whoever the champion is going to be of that series. So, yes, those two teams weren't able to play, but when you look at the grand scheme of things for the year that didn't affect anything and there really wasn't any advantage or disadvantage it just couldn't play what's very interesting about the mlb is that the regular season has started and the marlins actually were two and one they won two games and they lost one game which is surprising that the marlins are actually doing decently starting off the mlb baseball season the thing that's interesting to note is from a competitive advantage perspective you've got a couple of games that have been forfeited. So from this perspective, games forfeited, are they going to postpone it? Are they going to play it You know, later on in the year when, when the teams feel more comfortable and the outbreak is done? Yes, that's something that can be taken a look at, but we also have to take a look at it from this perspective. We already have a shortened MLB series. We have a shortened season, I'm sorry, and this is going to already truncate this may truncate the season even more or you're gonna have to jam more things in in a finite amount of time so that's one thing to think about number two and this is more from a sports perspective and then we'll step out to more of a global perspective we now have 13 team members supposedly that are affected with this coronavirus if these players were starters, you automatically now have team members who were probably the best players of their team now not being able to play. And with the coronavirus, as we know from previous discussions that we've had on the Marlson Bros podcast, the coronavirus can last anywhere between two weeks to a month. And essentially what this means is you may have players that are at the top of their squad not being able to play up to a month and depending on the amount like we spread before there are at least 13 people in the clubhouse you're going to have to find 13 individuals to step in to their roster to get into their rotation so that in itself is already going to be a competitive disadvantage because this team doesn't have their best players 
And now since they don't have their best players, one could argue that if they lose all those games and they're not able to make the playoffs, it could be done because of the fact that you've got all these players who aren't able to play. This is a lot different than injuries. With injuries, it's usually one person does something and they get hurt. It's not widespread. It's not something that is a communicable injury that usually goes to all the players. This coronavirus thing is something that is also different than the flu because the flu is usually, hey, I'm not feeling well for a couple of days. Yes, that may spread, but then after a couple of days, maybe a week tops, then I'm good to go. This coronavirus thing, this coronavirus goes on for quite a long time. And with that being said, not having team members play for maybe close to a month, that many of them, and just how quickly this thing is spread, you may not have enough players to field the team and you're going to have to go to your double AA, A, triple A, pick up people off the street just to be able to come in and play sports. So, you know, what does the MLB decide to do in a situation like this? You've got one team who, yes, they'll probably play Wednesday or Thursday, but they're going to be playing with replacement players. So that's one thing that we got to take a look at. Two, since this happened to the Miami team, Miami played against Philadelphia. So now the next thing that you got to think about is these Miami players were interacting with the Philadelphia players. I mean, when you're playing sports in baseball, even though it's not a contact sport like football or basketball, when you're touching people constantly and playing physical, there still is going to be some interaction with base runners who are going to be with, you know, team members that are on the opposing team. And that interaction, is that going to cause a widespread? So we just saw that this is Philadelphia who's going to be affected. And then now, you know, Philadelphia isn't going to be able to play against New York. So then New York doesn't get to play a game. And then Baltimore now doesn't get an opportunity to play against the Marlins. So that's another thing as well. The other thing that is of note as well as there was a comment in this story that said that, you know, they you had players that were sick. We wanted to make sure that the clubhouse was disinfected. So it looks like the you know the line that said here was that before Monday's Yankees Phillies game was postponed, the Yankees were informed that the visitors' clubhouse had to be completely disinfected several times. Sources said to ESPN's Marley Rivera. So the next question is: is you've got the Yankees essentially already in Philadelphia? Any where the Marlins were playing, could the Yankees possibly be infected as well because they were in the same location of where the Marlins were where the Marlins got sick? <clears throat> Even going backwards, where were the Marlins staying? You know, what hotel? Are they staying at the same hotel as other individuals were staying before? So this is what we were worried about when we were looking at sports and why we were looking at sports maybe not playing this year because – that, that is probably, when you look at all the different occupations, sports is probably the quickest way to be able to spread pandemic communicable diseases. The reason why I say that is because you've got X team playing against Y team. So again, Miami playing against Philadelphia. Miami flies to Philadelphia. They play. Miami's sick. Miami played against Philadelphia. Does Philadelphia, whoever they get in contact with, do they get sick? Do they spread it to somebody else? Now you got these teams flying back and forth. And then it's kind of like that contagion game where once you go to one place, if it's not stopped, it goes to all these different places. So that's something that's really frightening. 
I'm very curious to see what exactly MLB is going to be doing with this. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's one of those things where do you nip it in the bud and you just stop it before anything else happens. This exact scenario occurred with the NBA when we had the Utah Jazz ending up having two players who had the coronavirus. It was confirmed at that point. It was just stopped. The commissioner decided to finish. Let's not do it because we're, we're going to be able to spread this thing out. So this content, this potentially could have a similar circumstance in this scenario. So I don't know. So right now what it sounds like is that these Marlins players are going to be going under testing, going through the protocol. But another question that I have is this is this was the Miami Marlins and I'm a homer, but the Miami Marlins on paper aren't a very good team they're not one of america's teams they're not one of these blue blood teams so you know mlb may not have a lot vested from a viewership perspective what would have happened if this was the yankees what would have happened if this was the dodgers what would have happened if this was one of these storied programs that has a large fan base that had a lot riding on the season because they were seen as contenders and all of a sudden you have this outbreak is the commissioner going to be looking at the situation and contemplating whether or not they want to continue this the season as a whole so those are going to be some of the things that from a sports perspective that i'm very curious about seeing obviously in addition to this we know that these players have families and the other concern is these players going back home, infecting their family members, and then from their family members getting it, and then, of course, things spread up more and more and more. So that, obviously, we want to make sure that the health of our these family members are being taken care of. And I guess that's one good thing about the testing protocol that these major league teams are undergoing, because if we didn't have these tests, then we wouldn't have known these team members would have been infected, and then who knows how far these could have been done as well. So, again, I'm very curious to see how this is going to work out. Does this change the way that MLB is going to be doing their sports? Are they going to look at maybe doing a bubble process instead of doing traveling? Because if everybody was essentially in a bubble initially and everybody was negative, the likelihood of getting infected would have been a lot lower because you would have had screening processes. These players could have grabbed it anywhere. And it also said in here as well that, you know, the the series, before the series in Philadelphia, there were some games that were played in Atlanta. So if you think about how long it takes for the manifestation of the disease, you know, where it could have been caught. Yes, it could have been caught in Philadelphia. Was it the Miami players who had it? Did they catch it in Atlanta? So there's a whole lot of things that we've got to look at from this perspective. So I thought this was, story was very interesting because it talks about sports and it also talks about coronavirus. And these are two of the big hot topics that we've been discussing as a society for the longest. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. And I just know that I'm going to be just like you guys and we're going to be finding out what happens next. Are we? Is this the blueprint of what not to do? Are other major league 
sports looking at the MLB process and from this process are they looking at maybe revamping how they want to do certain things so it'll be very interesting and could this be enough to shut down the entire series you know two games we just finished opening weekend so lots of things to talk about so I'm sure that we'll look back at this article and we'll maybe look we'll probably give you guys an up-to-date scenario of what's going on once we find out more information so that's the only thing i really want to talk about today more of a short and sweet article mlb coronavirus it just helps you realize that sports can be affected as well and if you've got these sports which have millions and millions and millions and maybe i would say billions of dollars that are involved in these processes to try to keep this safe if sports are having a problem with being able to contain this, then what does that say for every day you and me who clearly don't have billions of dollars? So it's something to think about. So again, you know, you guys got to be safe out there. Wear the mask, social distance, you're at work because if it happens in sports, then it can definitely happen with us. So on that note, thank you again for listening to another awesome episode of Marston Brothers Podcast. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know about this episode. Let me know what your thoughts are with this coronavirus stuff and with sports. Was it a good idea to open up sports? Is the way that the MLB decided to do the sports, was it a process where they should go back to the drawing board and look at different ways of being able to do it? Is this a one and done thing and it'll be figured out? competitive advantages or disadvantages let me know what you guys think about this process that being said it is 7:33. it's time for me to eat some dinner time for me to have some family time so again marston brothers podcast team thank you again for listening reach out to us at marstonbrothers at gmail.com definitely give us a five-star review letting us know that you really like what you're listening to with us and any other questions or comments you know how to get hold of us So until next time, my MVP crew, enjoy, be safe, and we'll talk to each other next time. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life. What are you doing? To a microphone. Are you talking to the microphone? Yeah. Are you making noise? Yeah. How old are you? Two. Two. Yeah, I two. Okay. <laughs> what else are you doing? I do a three. You're three? Ten, eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Four? Yeah, four. And five? Okay. And six. Very good. You're going to play with... Play with grandma? No, I play Eli, okay? Eli's sleeping. Are you going to take a nap? No. Okay. I want to go on a cruise. What do you want to do? I'm going to go on a cruise. When are you going on a cruise? I'm going to go on a cruise. Maybe another time. Okay. All right. All right. All right, I'm going to press ready? stop. We're ready? Yeah. Okay. Stop. Sink. Why are you picking your nose? See?
picking your boogers? I got this. Okay. I think we've got enough video, right? Yeah. We got enough recording? Yeah. Are we going to pay you royalties? Yeah. Okay. Anything else do you want to say? Yeah. What else do you want to say? Uh, my teeth. Your teeth? What color are your teeth? What's that? What's what? What's that? That's, I don't know. You tell me. What's that? Okay. All right, Philia.